right, I'm with my man Sleepy. We're going to discuss Wheel of Time, episodes one through four. I mean, this dude knows everything about Wheel of Time. He's from the uh, podcast just posted. Lord knows I did not know any of this artist. This brother knew all this stuff. And as we go on this journey of going through Wheel of Time, you will be like, I did not know this brother knew all this stuff. So, Sleepy, thank you for joining me on this uh, reviews. these reviews, man. No, hey, thank you for having me, man. Thank you. So let's start. Uh, how did you even get into the book Wheel of Time? Like, what is the, how does that even come about? Because the man. book's been out since we were like, what, 12 or 13, right? So um, I don't even know when the first book came out, honestly, truthfully, but I didn't get my hands on it until about, I was in high school, so it was 96 is when okay. I got my hands on it. So it was out before then, but I got How my did you even, how did you, who put you on? Like, how did you even get directed to it? So a brief history before I get into this, um, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent a black nerd. I'm a black nerd. <laughs> I mean, you on this channel, we already know you on the, it's the Lando Calrissian experience. You already, you, people know. So I was always kind of nerd adjacent, even before I got into fantasy. I used to collect, like, couldn't really get to a comic book store, but they sold the comic book cards at, like, Walmart and Venture. Yeah, it's about the, uh, the Marvel joints, the, the Marvel, Marvel joints. Cards, yeah, and then, of course, cartoons, uh, He-Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Uh, when I got to sixth grade, I, I uh, had transitioned from in St. Louis. We had the DSAG program. So previous to sixth grade, I went to St. Louis Public Schools, and then they put, uh, my mother decided to put me uh, in, into a county school. So I got bused. I would catch the bus every day at like 6, 15 in the morning. Um, so anyway, that was a really tough transition for me. Um, I wasn't rich like the white kids and I was trying to be hood anymore. So I was trying, I was kind of caught in the middle. <laughs> and folks was testing me. Some, some black people, because you're the new black dude and they've been going to school together since first, second grade. So, you know, I'm the outsider. And then white folks, too. So sixth grade, I stayed in, in school suspension a lot. I had a horrible mouth. I would try my best to, like, not let it come out, but it would come out. And I didn't have a problem with throwing hands either. So sixth grade, stayed in trouble. Uh, a teacher named Mr. Washington was on my ass because I would finish my work because I was never a dumb kid. But I would finish my work, and then I would be kind of a class count, clown. I was always kind of goofy. So he um, was like, you done with your work? Here go some books. It was just a bunch of random books. Like Shane was a book. That's a Western. It's yeah, Shane, a, a uh, the of, old Western movie. People seen Shane. Yeah. It was just a whole bunch of books. And the book that I chose was, um, oh my God, it's Terry Brooks, uh, The Sword of Shannara was the first fantasy thing I ever read. And I fell in love with fantasy. I always kind of liked fantasy a little bit because of like Greek mythology and things like that. But like I read that book and I ended up reading that whole series. Uh, so Terry Brooks is what opened the door for me. And then um, I read like the Bulgarian, I read Narnia. So I just started getting into fantasy. And I had ample time to read these books because I was catching a bus at 6, 15 in the morning. <laughs> and people understand, we ain't got, we, we, we come from the back in the day, there weren't no cell phones. Hit the, like literally, you could read a book and, and get it through two or three chapters by the time you get to school. And I really wasn't trying to get in no trouble. I was already in a bunch of trouble. So the books was kind of my escape, especially living in the hood. I lived in public housing. Um, I came from the projects. So like that was an escape for me. Honestly, truthfully, it was an escape. So anyway, I get to high school and I've read a whole bunch of fantasy. And uh, some I liked, some I didn't, but I had read a bunch. And uh, this guy, a uh, white gentleman named ben, Benjamin Rome, 
if you ever see this, Ben, I haven't talked to you in years, like since like sophomore year of high school. But hey, I appreciate you. Ben always had this big ass fucking book with him. Like these these books is big. <laughs> and and I'm, you know, at 15, if you know, I'm like, what is this? It looked like they look like Bibles. And he always had the hardback version. And he had made book covers to protect him. So he took the paper and made it. Oh, he was, he was, he was, so he took his book covers that was supposed to go for his school books and moved them over to these books. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and he's like, oh, man, you wouldn't, you know, he was a nerd. And, um, and he really wasn't used to really interacting with black people for real, but he was a nerd, nerd. And he was surprised I even asked. And he was like, oh, you know, you wouldn't want to read this. And I'm like, no, bro, what is it? And he's like, uh, well, it's a, 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 a book called The Eye of the World. Actually, he was on like book five. But he's like, the first book is the eye of the world. Well, I might be exaggerating, maybe book three. But he was on, he was past. He was ahead book. of you, though. He was ahead of, way yeah, ahead. He was way ahead of me. And I'm like, yo, what is it about? What's going on? And he's like, no, you're not going to like it. And I'm like, no, chill out. And I saw the name of some of the books that I had read. I'm like, man, I've read the Dogariot. I've read the uh, the Malorian. I've read the Silmarillion. I'm like going, he's like, oh, those are some hard books. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, if I could read Tolkien, I could, you know, he made up his own language. Like, let me holler at this. So it took some convincing because he didn't really know me. We had a geology class together. So he didn't really even know me for real. But I'm, I'm, I'm persistent. I'm like, bro, I'm broke. I can't afford this book. You got the book. Let me hold the book. And he was like, I'm not letting you hold the book. So one day he showed up with like a softback version. I guess he went to Barnes and Nobles or whatever the bookstore was back then. And he bought a copy of the book. He didn't gift it to me. He wanted his shit back, but he bought a copy of the book. <laughs> oh, okay. So he got a basically a library version. Like he did it like, like just in case he don't give it back, it ain't sweat off my back. If, it's if, a, if, if, because it's it ain't a hardback copy. joint. Yeah. And uh, it's a softback and he gave me the book. And when I tell you, I read about five chapters in like two days. And these are, this is a long ass book. And it's got a, it's got a, a glossary in the back. It's got maps. So I'm going back, looking up the definitions of words. How do you pronounce this? Because again, fancy, they kind of had their own language. But I'm like really digging the book. Like I'm digging them. I finish the book up and I get it back. I'm like, yo, I need book number two. He's like, you really like it? He's like quizzing me. I'm like, bro, uh, I'm fucks with this. Uh, I'm talking like modern slang. But I'm like, no, I really enjoyed the book. I don't really <laughs> want to scare dude off. Though. I don't want, like I'm trying to be like as, as nine angry black man as I can be and not pushy. But like because I really you, 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 you're, trying to, you're trying to speak at his level. Yeah, like, you know what's funny? I got judged because I didn't really look like a nerd. So I, I, I played sports. I was decent at, at sports. I was never the coolest kid, but I was always in the mix. So like, kind of my getting into nerd stuff with actual real nerds and i'm not saying i wasn't but but they, they didn't they didn't trust your respect and respect your uh they was like man i right, you you kind of you capping is the young people say yeah or you know they got picked on this shit so i could understand if you had been getting picked on since second third grade some random ass black dude just walk up on you because uh like high, in high school middle school high school everything kind of mixed like different schools came together so I didn't. I went to Chesterfield. I don't know. I don't know what school he went to, but we didn't go to school together. So he, it's his first time seeing me. He don't know me from you know from Joe Bo. So anyway, we get real cool. I'm talking about like now we cool. I done read the book. He done quizzed me. And you, you, like, you done got okay. you done got through the gang. You got through the gang. You already got through the yeah. gang. He done introduced me to his other nerd friends. They play Dungeons and Dragons and shit. Like they nerds. I'm talking about like. We stay after school for like sports or to go to the gym and work out and shit like that. They after school 
and Mr. Davenport class playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like they playing got, that D&D. <laughs> and I, I tried it. It ain't for me. It's not enough action. But I did, yeah, it's I a lot it. going Like, I've played Dungeons and Dragons a whole bunch of times. It's just, it's just, it's just not me. I, if I had to, if, if I went over somebody's house and they played and they like, yo, jump on in, I can do it. But I'm not. Oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I could jump in, but it just it didn't really pique my interest. It was kind of slow pace. And I can read at my own pace. And reading is a lot of imagination, too. So I hadn't really seen, other than the first cover of the original, which only has uh, land and moraine on it, I didn't really, I just kind of, you, you make people look how you look sometimes. Yep. And I was, <laughs> so. You know, it was some white. If they described them as white, I definitely, you know, was was making them white. But it was some people. The race was kind of. I can make this person a brother, maybe, or I can make. And, and you immediately did. <laughs> yeah, so I immediately did. And it was really fucking with me when I would talk to other white people, or talk to white folks who like the books, because everybody, no matter if they described them as having slanted eyes or described them as living in the desert. Like they had them as white, and I'm like, bro, this he lived in the desert, and if, if nothing else, he's Saudi Arabian looking. Like he you at know, the he min- looks at like the minimum Middle East. Like you know, like how could you not see this? So when the TV show came out, and they had changed some of the races to to upgrade, uh, update to the times, I was all for it. Well, and, and, um, and before we get start review, like, have you looked and see was there any backlash? Within the kind of oh. Willowtown community, from the, the 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 updating of the the races, kind of like or like kind of rainbow coalition of races. Oh man, so it's been a lot of pushback. I belong to a little nerd group that I've been a part of for years called Dragon Mount, and Dragon Mount is an important place in the book. And uh, DragonMount.com, you can go and you know they got message boards and things like that. So I've been a part of that since the first book. I said, let me hop on. I'm on AOL. Like, what they talking about? Oh, Daisy, like, so you've been a part of groups since AOL days. Oh yeah, I've been. I've been. I, yeah. So I'm. You know, I'm. I fully embrace the book. Uh, Robert Jordan, to me, is one of the greatest uh, fiction fantasy authors that I've ever, you know, read. So when I, you know, I started just plowing through the books. Like the books were good. And. Uh, Back then, you didn't really have avatars that were real pictures because there wasn't no cell phones like that for real. So your avatar was like a drawing of like a character, or you know, like they had some preset avatars in the in the probably in the yeah message a bunch to pick from. Like my name on there, uh, the dragon was called Lord of the Morning, and I so that was my name on there. I was Lord of the Morning, like so. They didn't even probably know I was black for years. I'm talking about years. <laughs> they probably never thought I was black to like college because I wasn't in there dropping nigga or nothing like that. Yeah. You know, I'm around white folks. So you kind of, back then, code switching was definitely a thing, especially going to county school. So I'm being as, as white bread as I could be. I don't want to mess up no, with those teachers. I ain't trying to, you know, embarrass my parents, especially my mother, who, who was a teacher. So I'm like, let me just be, be chill. Yep. And, um, but the backlash was crazy. When they started announcing, before the show even came out, they would say, we have this actor to play this character and this actor to play that character. And the pushback from my Anglo-Saxon uh, nerd coalition folks was upset. Why are they changing the races? And it's going to be woke and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, as the books progress, times change. So like the first book is very teenager. Like the, the characters are young, 
there's not much profanity or it's, it's will of time for profanity. So it's very there's YA. Not, it's, very, it's very YA. Yeah, there's not much sex or anything. But as these characters grew and they went out to the world, it got very progressive. Uh, one thing I liked about Robert Jordan, he was very big on uh, putting women in positions of power. He was very big on, even if it wasn't black and white, other countries and other races in the books being prevalent. Like he has so many characters that get a uh, first person like perspective. Like it jumps around a lot if you read the books. Like they're, the first book alone, you'll get Rand, Perrin, Matt, uh, Lan, Nene. Like you'll get like some children of light, um, some people who have not been introduced in the TV show yet. Uh, the TV show skips a lot of stuff that happened in the first book. But they got the meat of potatoes correct. So I'll get into that later. Yeah. But um so, I'm because sure I mean, because you told me basically like um George R. R. Martin basically took his like his blueprint. So it's good, it's like J.R. Tolkien, this brother that wrote this, and then uh J I mean uh then George R. R. Martin are kind of like the tree of your dope fantasy kind of guys. Oh man, yeah. Um when Robert Jordan, before he passed away, so Robert Jordan uh, had gotten sick several times, uh, cancer. So he would make a couple books, take some years off, make a couple books. So the last book didn't come out. I was 30, post 30 when the last book came out. So I started reading these when I was like 15. So the last book didn't, I was like 32, I think, when the last book And you got to think out. that you were, you were already with three or four books behind when you got I on. was late. Yeah, I was late when I got on. But, um, Robert Jordan um, was sick and he was finishing the books. But I would always, in these little nerd discussion groups, they would always be talking about R.R. Martin. Like he was an author that had read the books. And, uh, you know, if you ever saw Game of Thrones, it has dragons in it. Yeah. Well, the time has so he's Kobe. So he's like the Kobe to Jordan. Like, where it's like, is this young dude named Kobe? Is, is that what George R. R. Martin is? is <laughs> I wouldn't say that because the books are so different. Death is treated differently. Um, if Robert Jordan was alive now, I think maybe this book would be a little bit more. He could have really wilded it out. But when he started making this, this you, mind you, this is pre, I think Bill hadn't even had, gotten hair from Monica yet. So this is like pre all that. So this is like 1990. Pre, the first book is 1990. Yeah. So this is pre, you know, Bill. This is pre Bill. This is before, this is Sally before Jeff Rodney Bill. King got beat up. Like this, yeah, is, <laughs> this is Sally Jesse Raphael. This is not Ricky Lake to, to put that in perspective. <laughs> or this is not Jerry Springer. This is uh the Phil Donahue show. So gotcha. like yep. like even that type of TV was different back then. Like you didn't really kiss all that much on TV on soap operas and things like that. Like things things are different now. You can curse on daytime TV. And and books have changed to keep up with with, with television, media. And entertainment tends to like keep up with each other. So, man, R.R. Martin, he 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 took everything off. He said YOLO. So you know he got incest and <laughs> it's sex in the first chapter, murder in the first book, main characters dying early. We didn't really fantasy didn't really do that. If you think about old fantasy, Lord of the Rings, the important characters made it to the end. Yeah. Right. I, and honestly, honestly, if you think about it, though, sleep. I think Game of Thrones may be the first TV show, book, movie, or anything where they just killed off a main character. You follow off the gate, where you like, it was so much so that you're trained. 
I thought it was going to be a way that he still was going to come back. Like, because you're so trained. To, you know what I'm saying? Because we're so trained as people watching it. Like, oh, no, that's that's the hero is him. He's oh, the hero. Yeah. Like, he 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 threw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, he, he, he wallet. So, with the will of time, people will die. There will be death. There will be destruction. But, like, for the most part, if you're following along, the important people... Not to say everybody ain't important, but there's certain people that you kind of know. If you read Lord of the Rings, like, you know, hey, Frodo wasn't dying. <laughs> if you read The Hobbit, Bilbo wasn't going to die. <laughs> like, Bilbo just, ain't dying. <laughs> like, you, know, you just know. I, like, I don't care how crazy it got. Like, he was like, well, he going to be all right. Well, R.R. Martin went different. He said, ha, ha, ha. It's like he would have killed Frodo in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, we taking out Ned Stark early. So I will say this: the dragon, at least the dragon as we know him, is is not going to die. But um, the world is, is super expansive. Women play a very prominent role. Um, they didn't change that for to fit today's day and times. Like Robert Jordan was already on putting women in a position of power, having main characters be women, and a lot of women fans thoroughly enjoyed that and I would think the women fans would understand how making some of these characters be people of color i.e. black, Asian, uh, Latinx, whatever would be empowering because we don't really have that type of um, level of character development or not even character development that level of, of, of star character in fantasy right no the representation like that's like, why I'm looking yeah. at this new uh, George R. R. Martin um for the, dra the, the dragon show, and I'm like, oh, so they showing um, all of, uh, the Targaryen family with black people? Oh! Because yeah. you, and it makes sense that they would be part black, because they came from over in Essos area. And if you, if people, I'm not nerding out with the, from the people who know the books. From Essos, Essos is basically Africa, and like your Saharan area. So yeah, why wouldn't some of them, and then it makes sense that some of them would maybe kind of intermingling like an Egypt and Morocco where it's black and white kind of get, so it makes sense if you go back and you like, oh snap, they got dreads? Oh, so it's, like you said, though, yeah. it's dope when they update it to make sense. Fantasy was, we don't get that much love fantasy wise, black people don't. No, most books are based on, honestly, truthfully, uh, medieval Europe. Most fantasy stuff. If you look at how the countries are made up, and even the, the populations, you know, oh, it's icy up there where if you, in Game of Thrones, for instance, uh, the North, that looks like, you know, Norway, Sweden, Vikings, ah, you know, and then you got folks in the South, I always forget my man, but he came to the town and was talking trash and fought the mountain and then he died, but they all spent. Oh, you're talking about, uh, um, man, I can't remember, but you're talking about from, uh, man, I can't remember. It's so many character names, man. You be so many characters. Yeah. But, um, um but I know people don't be in the, the comments, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he fought the mountain, but you yep. know, they got that Italian slash Spanish, you know, swag to him. And you just got regular white folks. They from England. He's more Portuguese. He's like Portuguese. You know what I'm saying? You like, you uh, got some Lannisters. You know, they, it's, uh, isn't that homeboy that plays? Um, I think he plays something else. Um, man, this is gonna drive me crazy. But keep going, sleep. But if you look at this map, this is a map. 
This is of, there'll be more places, but this is the map. This more so kind of looks like a Europe type of place, a Eurasia type of situation. Over so, Martel, Martel, over. Thank you. Good job. So of course, in this desert region up here, they should look Persian or Arabian. Oh, I don't even know. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. They should look Middle Eastern. So I apologize mm -hmm. for saying Arabian. That's not correct. They would look Middle Eastern, obviously. I mean, the sun's shining there. It's arid. It's the desert. But fans of the books made everybody white. And that's happened in 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 in, in every book. If you saw um geez Louise a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Oh, was um, it the gods? Uh, what was it the 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 joint with uh uh? Was it you thinking about uh? I'm thinking. I about never the read the books, but I saw the movies. Uh, one movie was like Catching Fire, Hunger Games. Hunger Games, yes. Because in the books, books. there's supposed to be black areas, like, like in the book, the character had been black the whole time, but white <laughs> folks made them. And, made and them. you know, and you know, and um, also in um Harry Potter, Hermione is supposed to be black. Characters have been black in books, especially recently in the last 20 years. And white folks still just make them white. It could tell you. I mean, it's, it's and it like makes sense that Hermione would be black. You know what I'm saying? Like the way they describe her, the way they yeah. like, you know, you, she's a muggle. It's like all these kind of things where it's like, oh, she's not pure magic, you know, and it's like, oh, no, that's a black person because they, 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 they ain't gotten to this magic shit yet. Bro. Even if you look at the Bible, they say Jesus had skin the color of bronze and hair like wool. And now we got a BG's looking motherfucker as Jesus. Like, this nigga look like. So, I mean, and, and, and I get that. You tend to when you, you want to make people look like you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Because I make motherfuckers that's supposed to be white, black all the time. So I understand. <laughs> so let's dive into the show. What, what are your overall thoughts on the first four episodes? and how they related to the book and kind of the vision of, of the book so far. So first four episodes keep really, really, I give it about an eight out of 10 when it comes to like truthful to the books. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple glaring things. Um, they're younger in the books because typically they're always young and they have to grow. So like Perrin having a wife that doesn't exist in the books. Like she doesn't exist at all. Um, so they made the so, so how old are how old are they in the when they originally come start out? I would think 15, 16. Oh, um, so they got them like 21, 22 in this. Yeah. Uh Egwin, just like in the TV show, had just gone through the women's circle and become a quote unquote woman. So I would think if I based it on real life, she had gotten a period and now she has to go do the, you know, she now she could be a part of the women's circle. And she's treated like, like she's grown. So, so we're talking about 14 a, then, like 13, 12, yeah, 13, 14. 14. Yeah, like a young teenager. So there's not much sex or anything happening in the beginning. They sneak in the way to kiss or sneak in the way to hold hands. So they updated that for the show, obviously, because now we would be getting to like a CW type of WB show. It'd be Dawson's Creek if, yeah. if they were, were that young. Dawson's Creek with magic. Um, but Perrin does not have a wife uh, in the book. So that was a huge change. Now, how they use Perrin's wife to, 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 for character development, didn't have a problem with it. Like how they use that as his burden that he carries for the, for the first half of the, of, of, of the show, 
if you can change something to make it make sense, I'm okay with it. And, so, it, and it, it pushes the character development. You're saying like the, yeah. the, the, their, their reasoning for what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Matt Cawthorn in the book was more of a trickster, prankster type of guy. But again, he's a kid. So he's pulling pranks and being silly and childish. Here they got him being kind of like a cheat, um, a thief. So they've just taken those childhood things that sometimes pranksters and troublemakers can grow up to be. So they, you know, magnified it. Like he's not stealing people's jewelry and sending them to a peddler. Like that doesn't happen. Uh, actually, even though his father isn't the best horse guy in town, he's pretty good. And they're not poor. Like, okay. you know, they, they, they do an eye. If anybody's poor, it would be Rand and them. Rand and them don't live in town. Uh, Rand's father's, uh, Rand's mother has passed away, so his father's raising him. They live on a farm away from the town. The yeah, I mean, they show that. They show that. They show, yeah. I mean, they show that they live out, out the way. So they would be the ones that would be the non-traditional folks. Um, there are other families that they introduce you to as well. Like, in this one, Perrin doesn't have a family. Like, at all. Also, Perrin is not the, in the book, Perrin is not the, he's a blacksmith apprentice. He works for a guy named Harold Lunna. They own the forge. Perrin does have, like, family members. Like, he has a mother, father, but he spends most of his time at the forge. That, that is accurate, but it's, it's not his forge because he's a kid. So they, 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 they age these folks. Why they, but it's weird because Rand should be the same age as them, but Rand is not married and he lives with his father. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> like Matt's not married either, but Matt lived not only with his parents, but he got two little sisters he got to watch all the time. So it's really weird how they, that, how, how they did the ages. Because you would think all of them would be not sneaking away. But, I mean, they got a little bit of, uh, they, they treat them like they grown. The parents leave so they ran and Edwin can hook up. And, you know, they understand that they are a thing. <laughs> and they so so the sister that was the, um, the, um, the seer for that, the town, I forgot what her name was. Um, the, uh, oh, the wisdom? Yeah, the wisdom. Did they age Nene. her down? Nene was always older than them. I said, but did they age her? Like, she seemed like she's not that much older than them. Like, they seem like they 20-something. She's like, she's 27. Like, <laughs> so I guess they would, if if anything, they maybe aged her down like a year or two. She was oh, so always she in her early 20s, like late 20s, yeah. maybe. She was always a young wisdom. She was always younger okay. than everybody. Um, they just aged, it just aged them up where it doesn't seem, because it doesn't seem as much mentor, mentee as much. It just feels yeah. like you're just the older homie. Not not where it's like you you know what I'm saying, like where it's an actual minty age. And that's true. But she was getting ready to actually be, now that she's a woman, Edwin was about to become a wisdom apprentice. Right. So now right. it was gonna go from I'm your friend to like now you're about to be a fun to me for real. Because right before they did that ceremony where they dropped her in that water and she had to learn how to float and not fight the current, she was a child. So they, they treated her like a child, she couldn't all the grown women in that in that area braid their hair when they're grown. She didn't have braids. Her hair was a flowing. Once you came back with that braid, that meant that you were grown now. So now she was about to become the apprentice. Okay. Um, all the main characters are around the same age except the knave. <clears throat> the knave's older. 
but uh, Rand, Perrin, Matt, um, Edwin were all born weeks apart. So that's so part of the all, prophecy as well. They're born weeks apart. Well, not necessarily. So in the book and in the TV, well, in the book, we kind of know who the dragon is fairly early. But because he's getting the most chapters, whoever's getting the most chapters, you kind of figure out, okay, <laughs> <it's> a, <laughs> he's the main character a lot. It's going to be him. But on the TV show, they throw out a swerve um, because they said that the dragon can be a woman. Whereas in the book, it was always going to be a man. They didn't really, uh, they didn't gender swap. If you died as a man, you came back as a man for the most part. So Luz Theron Telemann, and if I'm mispronouncing it, it's because I'm black and I <laughs> gave up on that glossary a long time ago, was the dragon. To give the basic story, um, it's a time of peace. Everything is serene. Everything is awesome. Thais uh, Sadai, or men and women, and when they do magic, or it's not magic, when they perform miracles with Sadin and Sadar, working together, it makes fantastic things. There's no famine. There's no war. Everything is great. And somebody discovers a power in a mountain that's even stronger than the true source. The true source is, it has two halves, Sadin and Sadar. So they get to digging in there. And when they dig in there, it explodes. But that power is not the power they think it is. It unleashes greed, murder. Like it's like opening up Pandora's box. And it plunges the world into darkness and it's not instant, but you know, as it spreads, war starts, and that's the Dark One's prison. So the Dark One is like the devil figure. He's been locked away. So much time has passed since he's been locked up, they forgot that he even existed. It's not because even no one passed that down that he existed. So it's like that oral tradition of the devil existing got kind of erased. Yeah. So the will of time is just like it sounds. It's a will of time. So you start here and it kind of goes around, and eventually it's gonna get back here. By the time it's like here, you don't even remember what was happening up there. And your soul could have been born and died several times in that turning of the wheel. So um, they don't remember what death and murder and stuff is. And now they've unleashed it. So after years of this, and I'm paraphrasing because some of this stuff is not discussed in the first book either. Um, the men and women decide that they need to stop it. Like We need to attack the dark one. Now, the dragon is the strongest ace to die, man or woman. So he's the strongest. He's the leader. He's that guy. But the women have a leader too. And then Luz is like uh, L-E-W-S. So I, I say Luz. I could be, like I say, mispronounced. That sounds good to me. Yeah. He's like, we need to go right now and attack. The dark one's going to be there. We can either kill him or push him back in and close it up, but we need to go. Because the war's been going on for years now. A lot of people have died. Like, it's all bad. And the women Ace are dying. Like, hold on, bro. We fighting this war on several fronts. The Dreadlords and Forsaken, those are the magic people that work for the devil. So Forsaken are like the highest generals. They were Ace to die who switched sides. Some of them switched for whatever reason. And Dreadlords are like magic people, too. But they up under them. So they're not the strongest magic people. They're kind of in the middle. And I'm using magic because it just sounds really easy. Because, it, it, you know, it's magical. They're like, we fighting a war. We're trying to protect these cities. If we take all of our forces there and this fails, we lose everything. 
because we got to take everybody there. Mm-hmm. So you know, they have a big argument, and this happens in the uh, in the show eventually. That they, they do a flashback. They have a huge argument, and the the guys like fuck it. I'm taking my guys. We finna go. So they go and they fight the devil dude, and they win. They don't kill him, but they reseal him in the boar. So the boar is like a place where they locked him in. They they fixed his prison. But the devil dude, he's a godlike figure. He's just evil. So he's strong enough to taint, to send poison, basically, into their half of the magic. Since no women were there, he couldn't get the whole magic pool. He just got the men's side. This makes the men, as they use the magic, eventually go insane. And because some of them are stronger than others, this takes a long time like a hundred years for everybody to go crazy before they actually realize, oh my God, the men are going crazy because the magic. Oh, so people thought everything was sweet for like a hundred years. Like, oh, we defeated them. We back to good. Not even because some people went crazy instantly. Okay. Some people, it was instant crazy. We won. Woohoo. Bro, why you shoot that me? Like it was, it was okay. like, like what's going on? And as people would be born, and then they get to a certain age and they realize that they are a magic user. Once they start training, then they would go insane. So like the next group of, of dudes, they're like, well, all the other dudes is crazy. Thank God we got this new batch of dudes that know magic. But they would go crazy too. And they didn't, and the women didn't understand why. So eventually they started gentling magic users of the men. And that's blocking them from the power. Like, you can block it. So you take it away. Like, it's gone. They they can't get to it no more. They can sense it, but it's almost like there's a wall there. Like a wall of, no matter how hard you punch against the wall, you're never going to get through. Think the Great Wall of China. If you're a man just punching that wall, you're not getting through with your fist. So this dilutes the magic eventually. And you get to the time now where there's only women uh, the red uh, Aes Sedai hunt down men who can do magic yep. so that they can take it from and them. We saw that in the beginning of the first episode. Yep. So Masram, uh, I'm sorry, Logan. I always said Logan, but Logan. <laughs> you heard um, them say it, then you're like, oh, that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. L- L- Logan, um, there is a prophecy, basically. Like, the, there's certain things that the dragon has to do to, to prove he's the dragon. And if he can do those things, eventually the the countries, kings, and Ace of Die are supposed to like respect and follow him. If he can do these things, that means that he the guy. So Logan is on the journey to doing those things. Now, in the beginning, they're going to try to stop you. Because you could be a false dragon. You could just be a, a crazy magic dude. And we saw we so, saw that we saw that in, well, in the first four episodes, the brother that that they had captured and took into the to the camp to the camp. Correct. So, um, and he was able to build up and, and, and like I mean, thinking about since you said that, built, thinking about he how was he able to get so many troops so fast? Is it just that men wanted to believe it that it, though he, that there was a dragon that they just got on board kind of like like he, he got to be it because we've been waiting for it. So what's crazy is. We live in a world in real life where men have most of the power. Mm-hmm. 
um, do the misogyny and toxic masculinity, whatever you want to call it. Like men are typically heads of households or heads of state or hold positions, uh, right or wrong. Well, because men have been going crazy because of uh, their stuff is poison, the women in a lot of places have the power. Like even though in that town, there is a mayor and he has people who works for him in the two rivers, there's also a women's circle. Mm-hmm. And the women's circle are typically the wives of the people in charge. So most times the women's circle get their way because they just talking to their husband. <laughs> and everybody knows happy wife, happy life. Yeah. So you know, their decisions are even being impacted by the women. And then when all, all the magic users that can use it legally are women, a lot of men feel emasculated or feel like they don't have control. Oh, so you feel that it was it's, it's kind of it's similar to how Kevin Samuels is for for these young dudes out here right now. Like he's like a drag a, a dragon for like I'm following him now. <laughs> like it, let's go. Anytime somebody's strong enough to make it past the and take over a town or take over a city, the men are so quick to fall in line because they're like, well, it's got to be him. And all they're thinking is, well, he going to give us some power too because we tired of the women running everything. So he's able to get an army fairly quickly. Now, when I'm sure when he first started doing magic, folks in town was like, get him out of here because the ace of die are going to come and whatever country you in has a king or queen and they're going to send their army too. So if it's just my block, they like get this dude out of here. Or so how did he? They never really went. So how was he able to kind of maneuver for this long without being so, kind of put up on the radar? He was able to. I mean, he. It's not even what he did was commendable. But in the in the, there have been stronger false dragons or stronger candidates for the dragon. Mm-hmm. But he was in a country that didn't have a strong king. Okay. And they didn't and he actually came to attack the king <laughs> after he built his army. Whereas is that the, the scene we had, see where he at the castle where they where he attacked yeah. the castle. But what made him different is he was he really thought he was the dragon and he wasn't doing it for evil intentions. Which is why he didn't kill the king. If you remember that scene, mm-hmm. they're ta- the voices are talking to him in his head like kill him and he like no. I will heal him. And he heals the dude. And the king is so taken aback that the false dragon, now he's like, oh, he got to be the guy. (laughs) He didn't heal me. He healed me. You know, I'm following him to the death. Like, this is my guy now. So, because he he wasn't evil. He he was, he really wanted to just fulfill the prophecy. He's like, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to knock them out. And then the world would know that I'm the dragon. So he's really just kind of moving. So I'm he's doing the protocol up. of like all the things they said. You, like you said, you have to do these things to be considered the dragon. He's trying yeah. to hit all those different key key benchmarks. Yeah, and he's very early in the things. But he like, you know, getting a ruler to support you is one of the things. It doesn't say what ruler. You just got to get a ruler to have your back. So he he's already, that's a big one right there. I mean, it's, it's early on the list of things. Like there's much bigger things to do. But convincing an entire country that you the guy, that's pretty big. 
Like that's a, that's a, that's a big deal. So he 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 wasn't coming from a place of of evil. Evil exists, even though they locked the devil away. Once Pandora's box was open, it was open. So envy, murder, greed, all that stuff didn't get locked up. They just locked up the dude. <laughs> so, so everything that he unleashed, once it was out, it was out. So we're gonna get back to the first book. Sorry, that was just a little background. Yeah, no, 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 no. This book. stuff is this stuff is like, man, I, I think people need to understand it. So this stuff you broke me down for like an hour and a half and gave me a great primer for all the for the show. So we we don't meet Logan in the book, but we do meet him. Oh, not that early in the book, but we do meet him in the TV show fairly early. Uh, the main character for the TV show purposes is Moraine Sadai. Moraine Sadai is a part of the Blue Asia. Um, Which is a spy. They, they deal with like politics and spies and things like that. They out in the world. Um, we'll break down the ages later, but they're they outside. Um, back in the day, when the ale crossed over into our part of the world or into the regular part of the world from the desert, there's a huge battle. The L want to kill somebody. We'll get into that later. Um, and they kill him. But all the other countries are like against, if they can kill this king, they can kill us too. So now the whole world, the whole known world is against them, in including the Ace to die. So they are battling, getting very close to the White Tower because they're like, hey, we, we got to kill them. Like, hey, they tripping. They got to die too. So during the battle, and this happens later in the season as well, a Ail, Ail, sorry, Ail woman, because they have women uh, warriors too, is they're pregnant. She has a baby. And that baby is to be the dragon reborn. Like that, it's like a huge deal. So Moraine is working as a, I think she was a, a novice, maybe, and accepted. She's a young magic user. She's not full-blown yet. Mm -hmm. She's like an apprentice magic user. And the person that she's apprenticed under stops mid-sentence and says, rejoice, rejoice, you know, the dragon is born. And it's some bad stuff too, right? You know, because the dragon's going to break the world, possibly. And she kills over and dies. Now, there's two apprentices in there, and they are afraid to tell the other magic women, because the magic women are going to go try to find this dude now. Like, they like, the dude was born down the street. Like, he he outside the walls. He's not in the city, but he's very close. If you could find a baby, that's probably the baby. So they're like, we can't say nothing, because if they kill the dragon or take his magic, the world's gonna, not going to survive. You need a dragon. Like, he, he is important. So they've been keeping this at the hip for, like, 15, 20 years. Like, for a long time. About 20 years. They just kept it, you know, they, they they talk about it with each other. They didn't tell nobody else. They're like, when we get, you know, get whatever we're going to get, we're going to find them and protect them and teach them as best we can. Keep them from messing up the world, but still let him do his thing. Mm -hmm. So Moraine has been looking for this dragon for years. She's been going from town to town, city to city, like, you know, looking so for So Moraine found yeah. this out because she was an understudy of the two people that knew. No, no. She was one of the people. She was the only one person knew she was one of the understudies. Right. Yeah. So she was under the person that knew. Like, 
Yeah, this person's like, she, yo, th- I know where they at. I know what, what it is with this. It, it wasn't even, a, it was just like, yo, the dragon is born. <laughs> and she died. Like, she she she, she went into a trance because she um can see the future. Like, she, that was her, one of her powers. Okay, she's similar, similar to a character we meet in the second four episodes, I mean, the, the four through eight episodes. Not even her. Like, this person that you're talking about can, like, see auras around people, but she can't necessarily tell you what they mean. Like, she can see this woman straight up had a vision and spit it out. Like, hey, he born. Like, he, she wasn't nowhere near. She couldn't see him. Like, you know, she, she in the crib. They, she, she with some apprentices. So she's not outside. They inside the city. Ain't no TV, ain't no phone. They training, they doing whatever. Whatever she, yeah, had them doing. And she stops mid-sentence, goes into this trance, spits out this information, and falls over and dies. Like, the, the the image was so strong, it killed her. So, but Ma- Maureen is the only one that saw this. No, no. Um, Sue Ann Sanchez, uh, Sue Ann, the, 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 the Karen Amarillin seat. So, we had to stop this right here. There was so much that we talked about in this episode, me and Sleepy, about Will and Time. We split it up. So, you're going to be getting a session on Wednesday. With a little bit more, we're going to dive in more into the episodes. This is a great primer for you to get to understand a little bit more about Will and Time. And we will be back with you on Wednesday as we break, it down, break down episodes one through four.